gentlemen, to Shotcast episode 199, one episode away from the boombastic 200th episode, which I have yet to work out, which should be amazing, though. I'm that confident in my ability to put together something at the dead last second, so just you wait. But today, episode 199, is a treat, because it is the final Shotcast of the year of our Lord 2014, and joining me... The person I ended last year with on the podcast with, Mr. Tony Polanco from The Coalition. Thank you for joining me. Yes. Hello, people. How you doing? Um, happy, Merry Christmas, all that good stuff. All yeah, that. Like, <laughs> like, 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 like a superhero, I shined the, the Tony symbol, and he just showed up to help me in my time of need. It was a giant, giant plantain from his native people of the Dominican Republic. And yes. he saw, and he put on his hat, his finest, finest hat, and said, I am going to shot Cass. Because I know yeah. Tony's thinking you're taking a bit of a, uh, a writing break for a mini vacay. Yeah, as... pretty much. Uh, by the way, just for the people know, the last time I was on Shotcast, like, you literally got me on as I was finishing up Shadow of Mordor. And tonight, you got me as I was finishing up Dragon Age. So I was like, okay, yeah. podcast, for, sure, for, why not? Uh, for the second time. Beardy. For the second time. Oh, don't, don't be like, oh, no, no. I'm like, man, Tony's been game playing this game 400 hours. Like, yeah, Tony has a problem. Hey, hey, us. 400 is not, that's an exaggeration. 220, let's get it right. Oh yeah, because that's 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 just as healthy. And as always, are are the the loyal, lovable staff writer Ryan Meitzler. How are you, buddy? Wow, you had nothing negative to say about me that entire intro. That's that's a I can't. Twenty fifteen is this what twenty fifteen is this what twenty fifteen is going to be like for us, George? No, dude, you made like, you sound nice... like a sidekick. That sounds pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was like, I'll, yeah, and you also you caught me as you caught Tony trying to finish uh, Dragon Age. You're, you caught me trying to finish uh, Alien Isolation. So you got me on something. So there we go. So yeah, yeah. no negativity because it's too late for me to think of any like good insults. So I was just like, oh man, he's a cool guy. Yes. All right. Great. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's 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 the final. We made it another year in games. It was it was eventful. It was terrifying. It was depressing. It was exciting. All boiled. It was like the consoles went at it like that. And 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 a Wii U kind of snuck up on us and said, Hey, look, we got games too. And they do. It's super weird. Uh, Ryan, you uh, let's start with new releases because because games are still coming out. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm dying to see what's actually being released. So well, Ryan, yeah. do your thing. So there are uh, there are actual games that are coming out. Not not a big list and not like a lot of new stuff, but mostly like re-releases of older stuff. But for um, I'm gonna go with the end of December, beginning of January stuff. Um, oh, so no. we've got uh, Gum Tricks on iPad, Beast Busters featuring KOF on Android. I don't even know what KOF is, but we'll King just watch it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought it might be, but I don't I don't know. But anyway, uh, yeah, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic on Android, Rezogun for PS3 and PS. I guess just PS3. Um, Vita, PlayStation Vita. Oh, and, and Vita too as well. Yeah. Um, let's see, Trine uh, Enchanted Edition for PS4, Broken Sword Five: The Serpent's Curse Episode Two for PS Vita. Field Runners 2 for PS Vita, Shake Spears for PS3. I thought I read that title last week because it sounded familiar. But anyway, it has an awesome name. Uh, Switch Galaxy Ultra for PS4 and PS Vita, Battle High 2A Plus for Ouya on PC. I don't even know what that title is. So, uh, F A Fairy Tale of the Two for PC, the weird Japanese game of the week that I can't pronounce. Uh, Super Mario Brothers Deluxe for 3DS eShop, Shantae and the Pirates Curse for Wii U. Duck Hunt on Wii U, uh, Super Mario World, Super Mario Advance 2 for Wii U, and Mario Party Advance for Wii U. And then uh, for the week of Jan- December 28th to January 4th, we've got Bionic Commando Elite Forces on 3DS eShop, 
and Pokemon Pinball, Ruby, and Sapphire for Wii U. So pretty much all just re-releases of stuff on, you know, virtual console and stuff, but yeah. So there's still if you if you if you haven't uh, spent all your money or like you know needed some more gifts, you can go and get get some more stuff. So I'm gonna go with Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic on the Android. I don't own an Android device, but you know it's about time I like replay that game. And I'm sure I have that on the iPad. I'm I'm one of those people where if there's a game I like and they're selling a version of it, I would always buy it even if I don't actually play it. So Star Wars yeah. is one of those games that if I'm it, like I love that game so much, I'm just gonna give you money. I'm not even gonna play the game. But it's just like here you go. I do that a lot on Steam sales too. If like if I respect a developer, I'm like ah throw some throw some coin your way. How about you, Tony? What are you going with? I'm gonna go with Duck Hunt because I want to kill that dog. You don't, ooh, kill, ooh. you don't kill the dog. <laughs> I want to. Though. I've always wanted to kill him ever since I was a little kid. I'm like shoot that stupid dog. I hate the damn dog. Yeah, harming animals is like the first leg of being a serial killer. Then there's setting fires, and then there's wetting the bed. So oh, I got a story for you because uh, I've been playing Grand Theft Auto Five, right? I saw a dog walking around. I'm like, hey, there's a dog. Let me follow the dog. So I follow the dog, and he just stops at a wall and just stares at him. I'm like, that's all you're gonna do? So I shoot the dog. I'm like, okay, I'm staring at him. He gets up. I'm like, Are, is this an immortal dog? I keep shooting him, keep shooting him. Then he's dead. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, in the video game world. I'm one of those people. A psychopath. That's what you're yeah. saying. And now we know that Tony is a dog killer who just ruthlessly guns down puppies. And hey, listen, that dog should have went somewhere interesting than a wall. He wasted my time. You are one of those weird people that plays a, a, an open world game and just kind of follows the old ladies around. Or it's like, what's this person up to? And you follow, and it's like, no, Tony, they're not part of... Just move on with your life. I don't know why you're following a stray dog. In fact, I'm... I'm actually kind of terrified of you right now. <laughs> yeah, like, I, and by the way, it always ends with me following the person and me killing them. That's what usually happens. That's... I can't do that in real life, so I'll do it in a video game. So he says. <laughs> Ryan, what'd you go with? Uh, I'm going to go with Resogun. Uh, I actually just got it on PS4 a little while, uh, like a couple weeks ago, and so it reminds me I need to play that. So, yeah, I'll go with Resogun. That's a good game. I thought it was, has a little people you have to save. Like, that's kind of cute. Uh, and, and trying to divert back to the main topic after Tony just completely creeped me out for the remainder of the year. <laughs> it is Only five like, more days. Guys, guys, we've made it through another year. And so many things have happened. So many video game stories and, and drama. It, it, was fan, it was fantastic. And it was, it was horrible. And it was all kind of cool. But uh, I wanted to bring everyone here. Well, everyone, just me and Tony and Ryan. Uh, <laughs> I, thought you gonna, I thought you were going to stop at me and Tony, and that was it. Just ignore me. So. That's it. <laughs> Nobody else matters, man. Nope. Yeah. No, nope. no one matters. Uh, and just talk about some of our favorite games throughout the year that we played, or at least games that kind of stood out and, like, ate a lot of our time. Because I, I use that as a quality. I told everyone to kind of pick your top five games. And for me, I pick games that I just kind of, like, spent a lot of time in. Because to me, that's always a good staple of a game, of me enjoying a game is a, a game I always go back to. Or, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I very rarely play something so long that I hate. <laughs> Hearthstone. <laughs> outside of it. Outside of a review-like uh, environment. But uh, Hearthstone is amazing, so I don't want to hear any nonsense <laughs> from me. But you love every second of heart. It is crack. It is the best kind of crack. Yeah. <laughs> it is the crack where the high is just even higher every time you win. Uh, so, Tony, you, you are our guest. I'm going to let you go first. What, uh, what's some games that stood out for you? What, what, what occupied your crazy animal-killing brain of yours? All right, I'm going to go with this one, because, uh, and I'm going to do a little bit of plugging. This is the game that my site picked as the game of the year, and my podcast picked as the game of the year. And, George, you're going to agree with me, because this is a game that brought everybody together. Shadow of Mordor. Yes. That, that's the standout game for me. Like, 
granted, I like Dragon Age better, you know, because I'm just a big mm-hmm. fan, but that game, Shadow Mordor, is doing things, man. Like, you're going to see people copying that Nemesis system for sure. I love the fact that you can get into a room with five people, talk about the game, five different experiences. Yeah, no I mean, have the same experience. It's amazing. Yeah, Shadow of Mordor was those games that, like, I, I think people didn't have that great of an expectation for it. They were just like, so oh, it's, yeah. it's, an, it's, yeah. an open, it's, it's an open world game like Assassin's Creed starring Lord of the Rings characters or set in the Lord of the Rings universe. And like, okay, that could be okay. And then when you actually started playing, like, what really sold you was the introduction of this nemesis system to a point where we're like, I wish they put this in every game in some way, <laughs> shape, or form. Which, which is pretty mad. And then also the game's not bad itself. I mean, we can talk about the story because, I mean, you can talk about the story because I still have no idea what the hell is going on in that game. I was more concerned of, like, I need more orcs to kill. Yes. And that was just that was just having a kind of flawless game mechanic that kind of kept pushing you forward. Because the story is a little bit boring and Talion is kind of like the most dull guy on the planet. He's and generic He's generic video game character. Like, yeah. Yeah. Much he's a generic, like, gruff-faced video game dude. But like, he's Troy okay. Baker. <laughs> Who isn't Troy Baker, yes. right? I'm, Troy Baker's performing. I'm Troy. Ba- I'm Troy Baker is wearing a George Bass right yes. now. Yes, instead of an actor, he is. Yeah, you're 100 uh, right. The story, this, the main story, is not what sells this game. It's the stuff you do outside of it. The, the stories you make up, basically. Yeah, yeah, and it's a game that played well too. Like that's yeah. not underestimate the fact that you know it controlled really well. And we sit there and like, oh man, Assassin's Creed should have done this instead, or oh, this Batman. Okay, cool. I can see that. I can see this being introduced in the next Batman game or something. So, so no, a good job. I approve of it. What, what's your next one? Uh, Dragon Age, a uh, game that I've put an insane okay. amount of hours on. It's Bioware, man. Like these guys, they know how to tell great stories. I mean, this is the opposite of Shadow Mordor when it comes to <laughs> characters, fantastic story, and I love how, like, actually, it's a weird thing. I both love and hate the amount of stuff they put in it. I like that you can just play this game for a, a long time and be satisfied with it, but at the same time, it's like, I have other games to play. I have a life. Why are you sucking me in? I need to be released. <laughs> you know, but it's cool, though. Like, you could tell. Th- th- here's what, I was having a um, conversation with my friend Brett, and he said this. He goes, this game is as dense as a fantasy book. There's so much lore in it, you can just get lost in it. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure you guys already talked about this game in the, on the show. I can't say yeah, anything yeah, more about definitely. it. It's fantastic. Yeah, it, 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 it is a dense game. I, I will give you that. And, it, and it's a game I enjoy because it had all the kind of political intrigue that I yeah. thought was kind of lacking in some of the previous Dragon Ages. Or, or just, you know, stuff that was kind of grazed upon because it was like, oh, no, we got to this dark spawn. we got to kill the dark spawn. This was, like, very more, like, you know, Game of Thrones this type political maneuvering that I really enjoyed. And, yeah, you know, two for two, Tony. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you so far. What else you got? Oh, I'm going to disappoint you now. <laughs> My next one, and remember, going back to the amount of time you've put into a game and how much fun you've had with it. Let's hear it. Let's hear Destiny. It. I'm saying it. Destiny. I, I, this was a game that, okay, yeah, granted, there was no story. Okay, you know, you're not the only one to spend a lot of time with Destiny, and I think I have a theory on that, but go continue. Okay, but, yeah, it's one of those things, like, okay, this game is really, the mechanics are cool, the story's not existent, what is it about this game? Like, just getting all that loot grabbed me somehow. Just getting in there with my friends and just dicking around and stuff, that was all fun. And, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing that no one can seem to answer. Why do I like Destiny so much? And I don't really know. I just really liked it. I put, like, 100 hours into it. It's really cool. But what's your theory? Uh, my theory, A, when Destiny came out, every other major game release decided to avoid that day, that few weeks span, everyone wants, yeah. to stay, everyone wants to stay steer clear of the shadow of Destiny coming out. So, one, you know, nothing else came out. Two, 
that gameplay loop of shoot a thing, get something that's not quite your level, so I'm going to keep shooting more things so I can eventually get to that level so I can use this thing and then shoot more things to get better things, that that loop works for people. Yeah. Like, even in the shittiest games, if you give them something uh, that, you know, the, Destiny does the carrot on the stick the right way, which is, yeah. which is fantastic. It's just the problem with Destiny is all the other things surrounding that good gameplay loop is super gross or outdated and just, like, not great. You know, like, the fact that you're telling me I can't make a fire team bigger than three people, that's stupid. Like, that's not how I play, that's not how you should play a co-op game. You're telling me I have to do these same missions in these same areas over and over and over and over and over and over and over again? No, that's not, like... <laughs> but geez. it works somehow, it works somehow. It works, it, it works for you. It works for most of people. Dude, I saw people on PSN still playing the game. Now, here's something leading credence to what you said before. As soon as I got Shadow Mordor... I never went back to the games. Like, okay, I got other shit to play now. And even now they have an expansion. I'm like, eh, I'm good. I, I, I've had my fun with it. Expansion's really good. It basically repopulates uh, the the orcs in your map again. And they're different types of orcs. So they're like on... Oh, no, I'm talking know. about Destiny. There's an expansion for Destiny. I never went back oh, to it. Oh, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't okay. go back to it. I, yeah, yeah. I was surprised. And I'm a huge Bungie fan. And I thought I was going to want to be one of those people that was like, oh, I need to pick up the season pass and blah, blah, blah. And I'm playing Destiny. And, you know, I got to level 20. I beat quote-unquote, the story. Yeah. And, and I just lost all desire to play that game anymore because it was, like, a really archaic way of, like... It, it felt art, it felt like padding, where it's, like, they're bringing me back to play these things so I can grind out loot like it was an MMO. But it's, like, it's not an MMO, and that's not that's not why I came to Destiny. I came to shoot cool things, give me cool things for doing that. And, like, I felt like the, the universe you're in felt really small. And yeah. As, and it was opposite to, like, it's, what was presented to us. Yeah, I was say, that's kind of the ironic thing, is given how, like, you know, the the original intention of the game is for it to feel so vast and feel like this big, you know, universe. And, you know, yeah, I, I've, only, I've, only, I've only dipped my toes into Destiny so far. I've only played, like, an hour or two of it since I got it. Um, but, you know, I, I'm already kind of feeling that. Where I'm like, okay, like, you know, the, the, the levels seem kind of cool and the weapons and stuff, but, like, you know, again, like, I feel like I've heard so much negativity and just kind of like disappointment mm. with Destiny that that's kind of it's kind of like dampened my experience with the game or or hampered my expectations a little bit with the game. So you know, um, yeah. I'll yeah. have to play more of it first and see. But that's interesting. Yeah. You, you know, you're coming at it from that standpoint because when I was playing it, I was in the middle of everybody's like, "Oh my God, Destiny's the greatest game ever!" You know, yeah, I think I, which I, is I think fine. I've lowered, I, I think I've lowered my expectations a little bit, like just because of how you know. I, I think, like like Tony said, how like everyone went into this game with all this hype and being like, "Okay, mm -hmm. this is the next gen game. This is like this is this is the one." And mm -hmm. you know, I, I kind of. Uh, you know, I'm kind of going in like, you know, okay, like if I get some enjoyment out of it, I'll be, I'll be happy with it. So yeah, I mean, I feel like I got my 20, 30 hours of enjoyment with Destiny, and I was like, you know, I was ready to move on. It didn't hook me in to do like the full commitment and getting motes of light and all that nonsense. But I don't, I don't think I'm gonna touch the DLC unless someone says, no, dude, this DLC like fixes the game because I feel like the problem with Destiny it feels like a lot of there's something hollow there that like it feels like a lot of stuff was just cut out or just kind of, like, being held back, which just seems really weird, because, yeah, you mentioned, yeah, people were super excited too. I was excited the first two weeks playing Destiny, and then I realized after two weeks there's no more content. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I just want to redo everything I just did just a little bit harder. Like, no, that's no. I go I go to Diablo for that. Like, a shooter, if you're going to do that, then give me, like, a full multiplayer where it's, like, give me a bunch of different playlists, a bunch of different maps. Don't give me this kind of small-ish... Like, I feel like if they made a bigger push on the multiplayer side of things, I would have made the single player a little bit more bearable because I'd loot, I'd, I'd, I'd play the single player, get all this gear, and then I can do it, like, on a Capture the Flag map or a blah, blah, blah map. Like, that would have made a little bit more sense. But it, it to me, Destiny felt a little bit light 
for a game that was being worked on like what ten years? Like that that's insane. So I you know I kind of want to see whatever whatever Bungie had five years ago, like whatever they were working on. I want to see that Destiny. I mean, we'll never maybe we'll see that five years from now when you know they we already bought into this ten year plan of Destiny. So I don't I don't know. To me, I, to me Destiny let me down. It was a good game, and I I I think I could say yeah, I'm like here, I'm good. I think Destiny's good. It's not average because I mean it's it's a gorgeous game. The production value is yeah. sky high, and and the sh- and the mechanic of shooting, like the primary function of that game, is to shoot funny looking aliens in the face, and that feels really good. Like yes, that still does. feels really good, and like and then Bungie knows how to make a shooter, and like they captured that. But like I said, it's like all this really random weird grossness around it. That's just very peculiar design choices. What I what I feel like Destiny was like not my top five, but yeah, continue, Tony. You did Destiny. So, yeah, um, Alien Isolation. That's my number four. Great game. I, I love the fact that because you notice how every single alien game was based on aliens. Just shoot mm-hmm. every single alien that's in front of you. This one is like, okay, let's go back to the original movie. Let's go back to basics. Now, granted, I will say the biggest problem with this game. I don't know if you beat it, George. You could have cut ten hours of the game. Just yeah, yeah. Ab- like a, a abso- absolutely. I'm still, I'm still, I'm about like two thirds of the game so far. Um, overall, I'm enjoying the pace, but there are definitely points where I'm like, okay, like, I just feel like it's like a 20 hour game, and I feel like 15 of that is spent hiding from the alien, or like, you know, going into different, like, you know, trying to find mm-hmm. ways to avoid the alien stuff like that. I mean, That's you don't. Even, yeah, it's not even. That's just, just like, okay, why am I doing this now? Like, this part, like this section, should not be here right now. It's like that. I, like the hiding part is not what fluffed it out for me. It was just like. This section didn't even need to be here. You could completely cut it out and just. There's a lot yeah, of busy work in that game. There's a, there's a lot of backtracking and it has a lot of like the the dead space problem that I kind of, like it reminded me a lot of dead space in general as I'm playing it. Um, but it has a lot of that where it's a lot of like fetch you know like fetch quest sort of things or like you know you're going around all these different parts of the ship and then you know like it just it just takes a while. Like it, there are definitely parts that they could have like trimmed down on that game and that's like mm-hmm. probably the biggest thing I'm seeing so far is that like it's definitely way too long. Yeah, but yeah. when it works, it works, man. I yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it does the good tension, but that game has no business being twenty hours long or thirty no, hours. No, long. It's, twenty yeah. hours tops. You know, because you what? After a while, you kind of you kind of don't care what's happening in the story. Like it starts getting and when, and if you want to tell like a really tight, good horror story or a scary story, you kind of have to keep them engaged. Like you, mm-hmm. after a while, you're just not scared anymore because you kind of you you've been doing this for twenty thirty hours. I feel like the way they should have done with Alien Isolation. You, they should have had multiple characters. Yeah, everything's done in first person, but narratively, give me halfway through. Oh wait, Ripley disappeared. Let me go play as this guy or something. You know, like give me. Sir, I've been playing a lot of Zombie U because I just got a Wii U, and you end up doing a lot of the missions over. But what, the interesting part is, every time your character dies, you respawn as a new person. Who's you know? So you, it'd be like if I yeah. died, I'd respawn as Tony Polanco, writer. So you'd go out into the world, and then you have to go get your backpack back because that's like important for everyone. So you have to go find my previous corpse, who I then just turned into a zombie. Oh man! So in order for me, so in order for you to get your life-saving equipment, you have to kill Zombie George, take the backpack, and move on. So it's like this really weird thing of like you know you you you've been stuck with this character for so long. Now that character's gone, and now you have to kill that character. As a new person entirely, like that's really cool, and that you know, and that helps make that helps it feel fresh in a way. Like, you know, it, it, it's an, it's a neat little trick to make it feel fresh, even though you're playing kind of the same content over and over again. It's one way. Like, I I wish they kind of did like that weird. I wish it had some that kind of twist later on, and not that big twist at the end of the game, but like the a nice twist of like, oh, here's a new character, or I don't know, may, give me Mama Ripley. Like, that would have been cool. Like eight <laughs> hours of playing Mama Ripley. Like that would have been sweet. But uh, 
No, but okay, no, you know I mean, I, I want to talk about the alien though itself. I really like that this thing felt like it was smart, like it was mm-hmm. adapting to what I was doing. Like by the end, like because I used to hide in closet a lot. By then, it wouldn't even fuck around. It was just like, all right, I'm coming into that closet. It wouldn't even wait. It's like, damn, really? And then yeah. I saw, yeah, and then I saw one of my friends playing it. He would run out a lot every time he heard the alien. So the alien would just like, okay, I'm gonna stay in the room right here because I know he's gonna run out. I'm just gonna wait for him. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. Yeah, my favorite was always like, you see the alien zip by you, and you're like, okay, you're good, and he's still just waiting for you. Like, you're yeah. like, fucking douchebag. And yeah, like, I, that was really cool. That was a good. Ne- that had given me like a good nemesis vibe of this like indestructible. Yes. I was just saying, I, I feel like like between this and and Middle Earth, like they both have these kind of like central game play mechanics that like kind of like you know m- that's what makes them unique. Like Middle Earth, you know Middle Earth, you have the Nemesis system and then Alien Isolation. You have this you know like really intelligent alien. And those are kind of like the two standout features you know for me. So yeah, like, as, as I've been playing Alien, it's been kind of like okay, like you know I could definitely see them like you know apply this sort of thing to maybe some other type of game you know in a different way. Like not necessarily mm-hmm. just you know oh something's chasing you or whatever, but it would be cool. Like because that's been you know even. Even there, though there have been like stretches of the game where I've been kind of like bored, I'm like okay, I'm like I'm getting tired of having to go and fetch these things for these assholes that don't want to go do it themselves. Yeah. Um, but the alien encounters have always made it tense because it's just it's never the same. You know, it's never the same. Like there are some times where I go through, I go through a mission and go through an objective with like no problems. Like it's it's a breeze. And then other times where just the alien is on my ass, like just all the time. I'm like just you know, <laughs> skirt, I'm just ducking and diving under tables and like hiding in closets because I'm just like you know like one time one time I literally walked into the room, was about to hit the objective, alien drops in front of me, and I was like, oh, so I just had to, like, run to a closet, and, it, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Those are, it, it's another of those things, like you said, with Middle Earth, where it's like, you know, everyone has different stories, because just things, like, happen so differently, so. Yeah. yeah. You know what, Tony? I'm, I'm, I'm getting more okay. You've convinced me otherwise, because, you know what, I'm like, yeah, I did play that. I'm like, yeah, that was kind of fun, but then, yeah, like I said, if it, it, it needed some, it needed some trimming, and by trimming, it needed a chainsaw, right? Half of the length of the game, I think, would have been fine. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, that would have been that would have been the perfect like that that would have been a supreme, awesome top shelf game if if it was ten hours shorter. Yeah, and because it's like, really weird when we say that about because people love complaining yeah. about lengths of games, but it's like, look, it doesn't matter how long it is as long as you can you know as long as you, you can tell me your story and keep me engaged for as long I, as you need yeah. me to. I, I think it, you know, it, it's an. Exa- I mean, obviously, like something like Dragon Age, you know, where you put like 120 hours into, you know, that that's your choice. But I feel like Alien, because it is a guided experience, like you yeah. know, it is, you know, 20 hours for that kind of experience is pretty long. And you know, it's it it's just it's it's a matter of like what the game, you know, what the game is and what the story is like and all that. Mm. So. Yeah, I mean, the story for the game was actually pretty cool. I call it Alien yeah. Two. Alien 2, that's what it actually felt like. like this yeah. was a good, yeah, they could have just trimmed some of that stuff. It would have been a lot better because, right, with a horror game, you can't just have people, like, te- you know, have that kind of tension on time because uh, for a while you'd be like, I'm not scared anymore. At one point I was like, you know what, fuck the alien, I'm just going to run. I don't care. I just Yeah, I mean, coming, <laughs> off of, like, coming off of playing games like Amnesia and, and Outlast earlier this year, which are, like, you know, five or six hours, I felt like that was, like, the perfect length. You know, like, mm-hmm. they, they didn't yeah. overstay their welcome. They gave me enough tension. You know, an alien, like, it's still tense, but it's like, you know, as I'm going later on in the game, like, I kind of, like, the, I think the problem with the alien encounters is that they don't really, like, have any... Uh, they don't have a lot of variation. It's just kind of yeah. like once you figure out how the alien works and all that stuff, by the end of the game, you're like, okay, well, I kind of know how to deal with it now. And there's not really, there's not really like any progression of how to make it more difficult, other than when they change it up and like put throw the androids in there and stuff like that. So yeah, I just uh, it, at the end of the game, I just hit it with a flamethrower. It's like get out of my way. I'm done. All right, Tony. So I'll give you a two and a half. All right. So far. I don't know if if I'm gonna disappoint you with my last one, but Sorry. I enjoyed it. 
Um, last one, Infamous Second Son, uh, Ultimate Power Fantasy. I like superhero stuff. It's a really cool superhero game. First one on PS4. That was the first PS4 game I played. I'm like, okay, th this is worth getting the damn system for. Because before that, I was like, why did I buy this? Um, yeah. Had a ton of fun. And hey, I'm bookending it. Troy Baker game, Troy Baker game. So there you go. The Troy <laughs> Baker set. Well, did, didn't you know that the alien was voiced by Troy Baker? Guys, you missed it. Yeah, I mean, granted, it, it, yeah. It, Second Son is still not as good as the first game. That's still like the best infamous game to me. But I, 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 had a lot I would go, I would go with two over one. I think, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I had my I, issues with two. I like the story more in two. No, actually, no. Which is the one where he it's he sends his, he, the bad guys one, actually himself one, in the one. That's why Yeah, I like, then I like that's one. I like it. I like oh, that's, that's one. Yeah, that's a great twist. I like that one. Actually. I love the idea. But yeah, uh, so that's uh, my number five. I, I, I love I love that Tony's list has basically become me knocking down his list. Like this is yeah. why you're bad because you literally pick games that I uh, we're talking about our disappointments of the year. You have like two games that are like, oh yeah, those are on my disappointments list. Like Tony's crazy. Yeah, but I can um, see how you liked Infamous. I mean, it is Infamous a gorgeous was good. Game. I think. I think. Yeah. I mean, I think definitely like taking it at that because. It, it was really like the big PS4 exclusive of the year. There weren't too many others, so you yeah, know, I, I felt there weren't like, any others. What are, what are we? Yeah, I mean, I was like, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ex excluding things like The Last of Us and all that stuff, you right. know, it was like it was yeah. like the big new exclusive for the year, and I felt like it, it was really good as because I mean, I just got a PS4 and like I got um, The Last of Us and GTA. Uh, and I also got Infamous, because that was, like, the mm -hmm. game I wanted to play the most out of all the PS4 games that came out this year. So, you know, and uh, it definitely, like you said, it was definitely was worth picking. Even though it's, like, it's got some rough edges, and it kind of feels like, it, fe it feels like an early new console game. Like, it right. feels like a lot of, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, you I definitely, hit that right on the head, Ryan. Like, that, that, that is yeah. exactly what it feels like. It, it definitely feels like a very early, like, kind of like the games you played, like, on PS3 or 360 when they first came out. Like, you see a lot of potential there. It just has, it's like, a, it's a diamond in the rough. Um, yeah, like, super pretty, but kind of like. Or, in other areas where you're or, like, you know, or, if they had if they had eight months with it, like eight more months yeah. with it, they probably could have turned to something special. It's a blast yard in the rough, so yeah, it was really it was fun though. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, By the way, the DLC for First Light is really cool. Yeah, I'm actually uh, they're adding it to PS Plus in January, and I'm really Ooh, excited to playing it. So nice. I'm very very excited to play that. So yeah, very good. Uh, free? Oh, okay. If it's yeah, free, it's, it's, gonna be on, it's gonna be on PS Plus next month for January. So nice. Oh, I'll definitely play it then. Yeah. Uh, all right, eh, Tony. You know, um, your list is okay. Uh, <laughs> let me let, let, let's go with Ryan because I know me and Ryan have not, not actually not similar tastes because he's like Smash Brothers. So, but Ryan, sure, you have gonna, taste all your gonna, own, my friend. You are very unique when it comes to taste. He's he's gonna knock down all I the like he's good gonna, games. I don't know. I like, say two. Two of Tony's games are on my list, and uh, I've, got Sma I've got Smash Brothers. I've got, I've two got... of Tony's games are on my list too. So, and, and then Smash Brothers is on there, so you're gonna not gonna. Anyway, um, so should I just for you guys. I'll start. Uh, so are we just doing top three or five? Uh, five. Okay. Tony did like five. three and a half or four. I okay. Don't know. Like, I, I'll, I'll go with five. I'll go with. I'll go with. I'll go with five. So um, I'm gonna start out my uh, my number five is Transistor, uh, which Ooh. from Super Giant okay. Games. Uh, you know the developer is Bastion and. Um, I think, you know, this was probably the biggest uh, indie game that it was... I mean, like, you know, indie game, you know, because mm. that's kind of a, a pejorative term now, but uh, like, Transistor was probably the biggest one I was looking forward to all year. I played it at PAX this year, and, uh, you know, I, I just... I really enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't too much different from Bastion. Like, it had a lot of very similar gameplay elements to Bastion, if you played those, uh, if you played that. But, like, mm. I just felt like, you know, the game just visually, like, just 
caught me so off guard just because it was so beautiful, and I especially the music. The music is easily probably my favorite, like you know, soundtrack of the entire year. Yeah, it's really good. Soundtrack. It has yeah, an Darren awesome Cora, soundtrack. He's, he's from Brooklyn. He's uh, yeah, I've met he's, him a couple of times. He's he's amazing, and, he's and awesome, Logan yeah. as the voice of the sword is yeah. he's another really cool guy. And I'm I'm so happy when they work on the sound and the music of games together because it's just like you know they're gonna come out with something like spectacular and yeah, and yeah I, was... I didn't beat Transistor but I'm I, I like your list so far Ryan I I do like Transistor <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it was actually funny because I was between for for the number five spot I was between this and Child of Light because I felt like those are both yes. kind of big like big like not really I mean like Child Light's not really indie but like you know those kind of smaller like downloadable games you know with some really neat ideas and. Um, you know, but Transistor just really stood out. It, like, it just really stood out to me, and it just, um, you know, just, I still, like, you know, even just for when I hear the music, like, on my iPod or whatever, I still, like, get chills thinking about it. So that's, you know, that's kind of why I had it in there, just because it, it did such a good job building this world and these characters and all that. Um, so I've got that. And then my number four is The Wolf Among Us. Um, you know, from nice. Tokyo, which, yeah, which was great. Um, I think just because, I mean, like, I love, Telltale is easily one of my favorite develop one of my favorite developers and publishers. And, you know, especially this year, they had such a big year between, you know, Walking Dead, they had uh, Wolf Among Us, then they did Game of Thrones and Tales from the Borderlands. And, you know, they've announced even more stuff they're working on, you know, with the, the new Minecraft game coming out and all that. So, um you know, I just felt like Wolf Among Us kind of best represented for me, like all the stuff they've done this year. Um, you know, I don't know. Have have I, you guys played Wolf Among Us at all, or finished yes, it? Yes, or? yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I've played. I, I got to download the whole thing because I've been looking yeah. forward to that. But I just, you uh, know, like between because this was going on at the same time as Walking Dead, and I actually I enjoyed Wolf Among Us. I felt like more than Walking Dead overall. I just felt I really enjoyed the story and the the direction they took it in. That it was kind of like a darker, like you know, like similar to Walking Dead in terms of how it plays. Like it, it's still you know typical walk around, like click on things, see what they do, that sort of thing. But like you know, I really liked the style, and um, I wasn't familiar with fables, so it was kind of nice to get to you know go into something I was a little unfamiliar with, like instead of Walking Dead. Um, but yeah, and it ended really strongly, and uh, yeah, like they haven't announced yet whether they're doing a season two. I hope they do; it'd be awesome. But if they didn't, like I feel like I'd be okay with that because they ended it perfectly. It was, yeah, and, it was and great, there's so. plenty of uh, and like from based off the books, there's there's plenty of material that they can go on. So like you, in theory, oh, you can kind of have this going. You could have you could have seasons upon seasons, which would be great. Yeah, it would be uh, cool. But yeah, it's, right, it's yeah, yeah. I I'm gonna side with you on this one, Ryan. That that is a that is a good choice. <laughs> Am I, I'm doing better. I'm doing better yeah, than, uh, my, than Tony my, so far. So. Yeah, my only my only big critique for Wolf Among Us is I don't think the episodic format helped it at all because there are a couple episodes that do drag, but when you play them together, yeah, I think. Fine. I think more so than, like, Walking Dead, like, it probably suffers from that more. Like, I think Walking Dead, the episodes stand a little better on their own versus, like, Walk, like Wolf Among Us had some really, sh- like, especially the fourth episode was really short and just didn't really have a lot of content in it. Um, 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow. It was, it, that was, like, it was a really, sh- it was, like, an, almost, like, a, barely over an hour, so it was really short. Um, but definitely, that's, probably out of all Telltale's games, that's the one I most want to go back to and, and replay uh, when I get a chance. I mean, I'm not playing everything else, but um, so yeah, so number four, I've got Wolf Among Us. Uh, number three, uh, we talked about this, Alien Isolation. Uh, I'm still in the process of, pl- of playing it, um, but so far from what I played has been really enjoyable. Um, length issues aside, because I think it is way too long. Uh, at least I, I think I'm about like 13 hours in, and I'm still only like two thirds of the way through the game. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, there there are a lot of parts of during the game where I'm just feeling like it could end here, but it keeps on going. It's like Return of the King, you know, where it just keeps if on you're going. 13, so yeah, if like, you're 13 hours in, you're not two thirds of the way in, man. You're yeah, like, yeah, I know. I'm like, it's it's just yeah, it's still. 
I'm getting there, but uh, yeah, like like I mean, Tony's already pretty much described what I like about it, but um, yeah, I mean, just the I've been so excited about this game just because the idea was so cool when I first yeah. heard about it. Uh, even though I think when I first heard about, it, I was kind of like, oh, it's gonna be the next Alien Colonial Marines, oh, no. you know? I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but when I saw the trailers and the idea and everything like that, I just thought that's a really cool idea. Like, you know, that rather than instead of taking the, the typical route where they would have done like an action game or a shooter or something like that, you know, instead they made they basically took like Outlast and Amnesia and all those, and they, it's basically a triple A version of one of those games. And it's really cool. Not all of it works, but it's still probably a lot of my like people I've known that have like been talking about this game have been saying it's like definitely like the riskiest game this year um, yeah. because it is this big like triple A produced game by Sega and you know it does it has like the mentality of, like an indie game where it does some really cool ideas so yeah so that's alien for me uh, then my number two is Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor, uh, like everyone else here apparently. <laughs> so um, again, yeah, we pretty much talked about this to death already. But um, yeah, I um, I played this on PC and I loved pretty much every minute of it. Um, it was just so fun. It was another one of those games where it was like you know I think if you took out the Nemesis system, it would be Assassin's Creed or Batman. Basically, yeah. that would be it. It's like because there's <laughs> really there's really not much else to the game, um, which is why I wanted to not play it on 360 or PS3 since it's not it's like it has a neutered version of it in there. Yeah, what's um, the point, you know? Yeah, but the the Nemesis system made the game so much fun because like uh, a couple of my friends that are playing the game now that are just starting it, and um, we're just talking about all the like, we're basically just talking about all the funny orc names that we've encountered, like <laughs> Ozdu. Like that's basically like you know what we've been doing, like sharing screenshots of like you know Ozdouche the Unkillable and Kaka. Yeah, like that's been, but you know that's the great part about the game, and I just feel like you know I feel like more so than even Infamous or Destiny of these like big hype games like Middle Earth is going to be like the game that's like the next gen game, the game that yes. kind of shows, okay, these are the kind of things that we're going to see next gen. Like, you know, yeah, the graphics are slightly nicer and the animations are a little bit better, but it's like these kind of systems that show, you know, what the previous console generation couldn't do before. And I feel like Middle Earth is probably the best example of that so far. So, agreed. Um, and then my number one, uh, an obvious pick probably based on my preferences, but uh, Super oh, Smash no. Brothers. Super Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS. Um, okay, Ryan, why do you like Super Smash Brothers on the Wii U and 3DS? <laughs> yeah, explain, <laughs> explain why people like this series in general, because I don't get it. Yeah, because so, to me it looks like a bunch of crazy-looking Nintendo characters throwing things at each other and flying off a platform. <laughs> yeah, mishmashing like that, and then then that and is then, the game. That is the game. <laughs> I mean, yes, I'm a I'm a self-professed, you know. Super Smash Brothers nut, as I've said many times on this show and elsewhere, uh, and and George making fun of me for it, or just not <laughs> allowing me to speak at all about it. Um, but uh, I grouped together the Wii U and the 3DS versions because they're basically like very complementary experiences, um, you know. But I feel like you know Nintendo is a company that's not really known for taking risks. Like they kind of just you know they, they iterate rather than like you know like evolve or revolutionize each new game, but I felt like Smash, the these versions of Smash Brothers, they really, like, you know, the Smash Brothers games in general are already, like, really packed with content, and then when I played the Wii U version, I was just like, my god, there is so much new crap in here, it's ridiculous. Um... I mean, especially just for the eight-player Smash alone, it's like, I think the eight-player Smash is the most fun I've had in the game this year, because my friends and I, over Thanksgiving break, we just spent a weekend playing the eight-player Smash, and we just couldn't stop. It was just too much fun. Like, it was it was just, like, insane. We didn't know anything that was going on, but it's like, those are the kind of experiences that, like, 
make me want to get a Wii U or, or, you know, go to Nintendo games because you can't really have those kind of experiences anywhere else. Um, you know, and same thing for, like, the, the 3DS version. Like, you know, having Smash Brothers on the go and just being able to connect with the, uh, the Wii U version and the, the Amiibo as well. The Amiibos are a fun new addition. So I just felt like they added so much new stuff to this game. It just gets, like, bigger and bigger every time a new one comes out. Well said, Ryan. Uh, you know what? I'm. It, it is the. It is the. It, it, it is. We're here. <laughs> you approve? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Fine. I I approve. I I played Smash Brothers and I I you know I I that was, I got that in my Wii U. That was in my bundle. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna yeah. try this fucking game out. Like Ryan like swears by this game. <laughs> Man, let me let me hop on. Like I would I, love for me to put in Smash Brothers, turning it on, and then playing and be like. Oh, I fucking get it. Like, that would have that would have been that would have been the highlight of my life. But I I, I can I, I can play Smash Brothers until the sun goes down, pretty much. Yeah, so it's like I, I can I, always. I, you may it, have. So. I'm not playing with anyone, so maybe you have to play with me, or maybe maybe that's the appeal is you have to play with people. But yeah, I put in Smash Brothers. I did a match, and I literally my mouth was open. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> that's me. <laughs> oh, where's Link? I'm like, oh, wait, there I am. No, wait, no, I'm off the map. Oh, okay, I, I lost. Oh, okay. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I can understand. I know it's, it, like, I definitely know a lot of other. I want to love Smash like, Brothers. Ryan. Yeah, they're, they're, I do. Yeah, I know, I know. You'll, you'll learn in time, my young Padawan. So, but uh, see, yeah, so see, that's George, my... George, our befuddlement of Smash Brothers sisters brings us together because I don't get it either. Everything you said, I agree. But where, where am I? What's my character doing? Who am I right now? I don't get why it. Why does the villager throw up a tree? Why, is, why can the How does the tree hurt me? This makes no sense. <laughs> The tree for the win. Um, but yeah, anyway, so those are my so those are my top five. Um, really quick, I just have uh, my my disappointment for the year has been the Evil Within. Um, heartbreaking, oh, yeah. heart, heart heartbreakingly has been my big disappointment. Um, you know, I was really I was really pumped about this game just because I love I love horror games, I love scary games, and you know, a comic. I mean, the guy who made Resident Evil. You're like, I know. Okay, you I can't was go like, with this. I was you know watching the commercials. I got so pumped, and then I played the game, and it was just a big pile of shit as I played yeah. it. And I was like. <laughs> I was I was so disappointed just because the story just there are parts of the game I like like I like that it is kind of like a mix of like you know Resident Evil and Silent Hill and mm-hmm. tries to bring in you know but I felt like it was almost like a remake of RE4 just a shitty right. remake. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, I mean, maybe did I tell you Ryan like if this game if if the Evil Within came out five years ago it would have been great we would have. Yeah. Completely yeah, different tune about it. We've been like, this is the greatest horror game in history. Thomas <laughs> a genius. We should make him king of the world. But we're playing it, and you're like, I. This is super. Like, there are better ways to do all of this, and it's so I weird. Think, yeah, it it came out at a bad time, especially post like you know amnesia and games like that that have mm-hmm. really like changed how horror games have been seen. Or like Outlast and things like that, or even Alien, like coming you know coming yeah. so close to Alien. Um, you know, it just it, it's definitely a more old school type of game, and I appreciate it for those things. But there are just a lot of really janky aspects of that game that just didn't work. I remember having to go through one of the... You guys both finished it, right? Or you both yeah, played yeah. it? Yeah. So, like, towards the end of the game, when you have the big battle royale where you have to fight, like, you know, three dozen dudes at, like, the same time, and I had no ammo, and I was literally scrounging every body for every <laughs> scrap of ammo I could. At one point, I just had to go up and down a ladder just beating guys off the, the thing because I had no ammo. I It, it, it didn't... It wasn't tense or like frightening. It was just annoying and just like really. Yeah. I was just, I was just so upset because I was hoping it would be so good. Like getting a new like horror, you know, especially from Shinji Mikami. Like you know, this really new horror experience that just didn't really deliver that. So it was kind of that was my big disappointment for the year. So. Okay. What was your disappointment, Tony? Let's let's backtrack a bit. 
All right, uh, I gotta admit, I didn't actually play The Evil Within. I just saw people play it, and yeah, it's bad. That probably would have been my disappointment. I don't actually have like a big like, oh my god, I wanted this game to be awesome, and it sucked. I guess the only thing that falls as a disappointment, even though I kind of expected it to be a disappointment, was Watch Dogs. It okay. Just live up to you know what everybody expected. I mean, it's fun if you don't. I know it's not even fun. That's maybe the one word to use. It's, it's, it's playable. It's, it's a playable game. You know the. You know, uh, yeah, I guess it's a disappointment. It's like you guys raised the bar so high with that E3 trailer, and you delivered like a mediocre open world game, like a buy the books open world game. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing special about it. There, it really isn't at all. So yeah, I guess that's gonna be my disappointment. Yeah, it, re- it reminded me of like when Grand Theft Auto 3 came out, and there was nothing but like GTA clones. It feels yeah. like one of yeah. those games. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. I already knew like okay, because I was kind of excited for the game, but then when we all went to PAX, and I was like, hey, a month away from the game, can I play the game? No, here's the no. video. I'm like, okay, something's wrong here. Yeah, you know, your expectations, Tony. There were plenty <laughs> of red, red, just giant red flags, just. In our faces, like this is not going to be good. We're sorry. Just read between yeah. the PR speech. Yeah, I, uh, oh, yeah. I just I have two uh, quick honorable mentions. I'll just keep okay. them really brief. Um, but the the first uh, I was originally going to have three, but I know George is going to talk about one, so I'll let him talk. Go about for that. it. But uh, anyway, the other two are uh, South Park: The Stick of Truth, um, okay. which uh, I finished pretty recently, and uh, I have to say, like I I think I just enjoyed it the most because like you know aside from being at like probably the, the easily the best South Park game that's ever been released, you know, not that that's a pretty that's a hard bar or anything <laughs> like that. Um, but just because it made me laugh, and because there's so many games that don't really do that as much anymore, like there aren't really like truly funny games. I felt like you know, so I I love Stick of Truth just because it did that. Because I was literally laughing out loud, like especially at the one part I think where you have the where you're with like Kyle's parent or like someone's parents and they're like having sex in the background and you're like oh yeah the, the, the underpants like gnomes yeah mission. the underpants yeah, gnomes mission. yeah that was like I was laughing the whole time because I'm like I cannot believe this what is are the sequences right is you have to dodge your dad's balls as they come this oh, way oh yeah it was it was <laughs> ridiculous I was I was I was playing it and being like is this happening right now is this on my screen like is this happening <laughs> but it was great uh, aside from it being actually a really good game as well like it was fun and uh, my other one is PT. Uh, you know whether you want to classify whether you want to classify this as a game or not. Um, it was it was one I was on the fence about actually including on my list just because it's you know again it's kind of on the fence about being a game or not. But I just felt like it was such a cool experience. It's such a mm. like cool and neat idea. Like you know it, it did its job. Like yeah. it was supposed to scare the bejesus out of you and also tell you like oh hey by the way we're making a Silent Hill game. Like it, yeah. it, and that was the two objectives new... it did. Yeah, and like you know, never would I have thought that PT would be scarier than games like Evil Within or Alien Isolation, but it easily was more scary than either of those games. Oh it yeah. Was just like I, 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 even watching people playing the game, I just had to like you know, it was like I'm not scared easily, and it still was like tense as hell. So. Oh Ryan, uh, I need to jump in real quick because uh, I was yesterday I was hanging out with Manny and Chris and a bunch of other people, and this is what we did: we played PT. I never finished it because I played it when it first came. I'm like, nope. Fuck this. <laughs> this is too goddamn scary. So we're in a room, five people, and I'm scared shitless. But we managed to beat it. Like, and the nice. girl, girl, by the way, there were girls, so they were screaming and stuff. It was fantastic, man. Nice. But yeah, I'm even there. I'm like, you know, I try to look, turn away sometimes. Like, I'm a pretty hard guy. When it comes to video game, like, terror, I can't deal with it. You know, not, yeah. not with that game. And, dude, think about it. All you're doing is just going in a, in a, in a square, basically. And That's it's terrifying. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, so that's it for me. I'm done. So, George, it's all you. It's all me. So I, I decided, I, I gave myself a couple of rules when deciding like what my what my, my top five was going to be. Uh, no remakes. 
not saying that all remakes yeah. are bad, but I wanted to say like you know no. I want something new-ish. To I think I think it should I think it should just like again like when I was going through my list like I think it should just be new experiences out this year like not yeah. re-releases or things like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think that goes without saying no remakes. Yeah. You know, I mean th- that being said, the Grand Theft Auto Five remake is that that is the right way to do a remake. Yes, it's fantastic. If you're gonna make a game if you're gonna remaster a game, that is the right way. That is clearly was not a cash grab. It was, it was like what more can we do to this experience to make it better on the next gen and and I feel like they did that. So I decided, and I kind of went with almost with Ryan's side here. I went with, I picked some games here that were, the main element was humor. I just kind of noticed that as I was looking at my list, and I was like, there was a common thread there of like some games that made me laugh and smile. So I'm going to start with Sunset Overdrive on the Xbox One. Very goofy, dumb, fun, open world game that was, you know, it was, it had just this very punk punk rock vibe to it. It was seeing... It it showed me that Insomniac can make fun games again. Yes, because yeah. I've you know after after Haze and Fuse and they do Haze. Haze was there again, right? No, I wasn't. It, oh, you're about like, Resistance. <laughs> Resistance. I'm sorry. Uh, the Re- Resistance. I mean, you know, Resist- great game, but like, yeah, really somber. Not the not, not ratchet. Not, not ratchet. Yeah, and like, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> not the crazy, you know, crazy goofy guns and ratchet and like I I, I to see them that they had their sense of humor back again. And just playing that game was really fun. I met a guy who looked exactly like me, and he had this big foam sword hitting people in the face. And I was just like, it, it, to me, the humor worked. And and it, and my only problem with that game was it was a bit of like a slow starter, like figuring out the traversal system of the hanging and the grinding and stuff like that. It took some getting used to, which easily could have been fixed if they put skates on the person's feet, just so it gives you the idea of like, how are they grinding on it? They're just sneakers. Like, oh, well, it's skates. Skate, they're future skates. That's it. Like, if they use that excuse, that would have been fine. But once you kind of get over that hump and you get the air dash and, like, maybe the hour mark or hour and a half mark, when you can, like, string together all these cool, complicated moves, that's when the game just, like, clicks and it becomes second nature. And that's when it gets really, really fun. And the writing is so clever and, and like I said, you know, it was good. Like you know, like you mentioned, when you're playing South Park, it's kind of like, yeah, this this made me laugh and maybe chuckle every once in a while. And it was an open world game that had, you know, didn't have that. It wasn't overly padded. Didn't have that much busy work. Look at its collectibles, but all the side missions had reasons to exist. And it's either where it'd be like, hey, if you do this, we'll give you some cool crap. If you do this, it'll give you a little bit more info about like a side story within certain characters. Like you find out the origin of Fizzy, which is like this big you fight a robot skyscraper at the end of the game that you have to climb up and beat it and it's cursing you, calling you an asshole. Fantastic. And then you find out that he's just like this little robot's like a tragic you know, he's a tragic villain and like he was put together by focus groups trying to make you know, like the same way you focus test like a video game. Like that's like that is really clever and really like inside baseball. And I was like, man, this that was a lot of fun. So Sunset Overdrive yeah. Good job. Uh, uh, I don't know if any of you guys got a chance to play it, but like, yeah, if you, it was nah, half price I, this week on Xbox One. <laughs> only, yeah. I, I no, that was like the game I wanted to play the most out of the entire. I got yeah. Xbox One, but that was like the one I really wanted to play. Other than I played it a little bit at um, E3, I played some of the multiplayer, and it was mm-hmm. it was really fun. Like it is, it is just one of those games that just like, just like has so much energy and just like it's so fu- like so fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, especially like compared to all the games that are like you know 
gray apocalyptic shooters, you know, with like sadness and death, and you know, it, it's a cha- nice change of pace from that. So yeah, and it's and it's like a fucked up dark story, but it's told with just a like don't give a fuck, you know, fourth wall breaking attitude, which I'm like, yeah, yeah. I can appreciate that. And so, especially when I heard about the one quest, isn't there the one quest I think where you have to find someone that has the quest icons for your missions or something like that? Yeah, I was like, what is that? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> it's dumb. Like I like yeah. it. It's like super self aware, and like you know what, I I appreciate when uh when we get a game like that. Now yeah. not all games need to be like this like let's let's draw the line there yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so next I'm doing an indie game jazz punk we're, 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 I'm sticking with the humor vibe <laughs> jazz punk is a drug trip practically you are playing a detective you're, you're playing like you know kind of like a, a private eye searching you're doing missions so one of the missions has you invading you know has you breaking into the Russian consulate and what you might do is you have to walk up to the clock and move the clock up to 12 and everyone goes on their lunch break it's like that kind of silly and you know you, you you pick up the red phone to the Kremlin and you can like launch nukes and or you you go to a, a resort because you need to find someone to uh, assassinate or drug and, and you, he's there expecting a hot date so obviously you take your cute little roundish looking character and dress him up like a girl and now you're cross dressing and then you get roofied and then you wake it like yeah. it, it, it it is it is a game that is like I can't really get into it because everything's kind of like a spoiler for that game, but it is the perfect example of just absurd comedy, and you know we talk about length of a game. It, it is a good two to three hour game that it just it is perfect because if that game was any longer, I could see that humor driving a normal person insane because by the time it ended, by it was the time that I was already kind of to be over... Like, I wanted the game yeah. to end by the time it ended. I was like, okay, good. I'm not sick of this game yet. And Jazz Punk definitely gets a uh, good number four. So I, I kept the humor there. Because uh, now I'm going to put... Uh, my three is going to be Shadow of Mordor. Ah, yes. I think... You know what? Like, it was it, it, it was a surprise for me. Like, it was a game I was not expecting. Surprise to... for a lot of us. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? That's, it's, it's something to be said where it's like, if you have a good mechanic, you can have mediocre elements surrounding that, and people could still have a great time with it. And like I said, that Nemesis system, oh, yeah. it, it, it told its own narrative, which I loved. Your, your, your interaction with the orcs, and like how Ryan said, everyone has their own different weird orc captain story, their orc encounter story. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, yeah. and it's like, yeah, I fought this guy, and he ran away from me, and he called me a motherfucker. And then when I saw him again, he goes, you shot my eye. I want to take your eye. Or you threw me in the fire. I can't wait to burn you. Like, that's really cool. When the orcs come out, and they all start, like, chanting, like, dushka, dushka, dushka. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah, there's so many good. Like, even just from the one time where one – I think there was one orc I had to kill – like, war chief I had to kill with a um, – the the big four legged beast things I forget what they're called. Oh, Caragors. Um, Caragors. Yeah, yeah. Caragors. So I had to I had to infiltrate a fortress with a Caragor and like chase this dude all through the fortress. I was like <laughs> scaling buildings, jumping down, and like just bull rushing people. It's like it was nuts and it was so much yeah. fun. But yeah, yeah, like, those, yeah. Are the, those are the kind of things that just make that game fun because you just have all these wacky stories from it. The, the random stuff is what I love. Like, that happened to me in one mission. Like, I got to infiltrate the base. I'm just skulking around, and all of a sudden, just Caragors just show up out of nowhere. I'm like, what the hell? And then they, they go to attack my target. I'm like, that's cool. And then they kill him, and they turn around, and they go after me. It's like, ah, little yeah. things like that. And by the way, I can never reconcile this. I would chop an orc's head off. He'd come back with a neck brace. It's like, wait, no. Dude, well, I think it was the game. I think the thing is the game itself had a very limited number of orcs because it couldn't generate yeah. randomly everything. So it had to repeat itself because at some point you need to have like, well, we're going to have 400 orc names here. Like now we'll just keep this 
50-ish orc names. But yeah they, yeah, they do have people that you just can't murder off completely because it's like, if you do that, there'd be no orcs ever left. Yeah, so, but they yeah. put me in a weird place. I'm like, okay, I chopped your head off your ship there, but I appreciate the fact that you can't have a neck brace now. <laughs> <laughs> Great. They just, they, just, they just put it back on. They just put it back on. No big deal, you know. Yeah, and now he's not invulnerable to beheadings anymore because that happens too. If like if you try, like if an enemy has a specific weakness and you don't fail to kill him with it, he, he's like, okay, I'm not weak to that anymore. Fuck you, you know. Great stuff. And, <laughs> he learned. Uh, he learned the second time around. And uh, my number two, uh, definitely Dragon Age Inquisition. Yes. My uh, I I love me a good open world RPG. Like that is some good hard fantasy, good dumb. Elf, dwarf, mage, templar <laughs> politics going on. I like. I, I, you know, I, I am a sucker of being told I am a leader of something. Like you are the leader of the Inquisition. This is your castle. Like you and are important, and you are important. You're going to sit in this chair and you're going to condemn people to death, prison, or just I don't know whatever dumb thing you can think of. And to me, that worked really. Oh, take, gotta take a drink. <laughs> Dramatic pause. <clears throat> that worked really well for me. And like I said, any game where I can create a character and see them speak, and like, I I really dug it. I you know the combat I wasn't too crazy about. I thought it was a little too like all over the place. And yeah, it was okay. Very easily broken. Like you know, at some point I just had my my assassin can just do so much damage in one hit. It's yeah. just like okay, why why are people even bothering facing? They should just see me and be like, you know what, I give up. Just I don't even <laughs> want to be part of this. Like that's fine, and it's a little glitchy. But like I said, I was I I I forgave a lot of things because the story. The story worked for me, and also just packed to the gills with content. Yes. And you know, content you don't really have to do. It's more like you know, entertain yourself. And it's like if you if you if you can care less about any of these other people going on right now, just run right through that story. And you know what? You got a good 20, 30 hours of a good time there. But if you really want to dive deep, you can deep like Tony into two two hundred hours because you're a fucking crazy person. Yes, but it's so great. That, that's a game you could you cannot walk more than like five paces mm-hmm. without bumping into something. Yeah. You, there's always it, something there. Yeah, I mean, the last time I felt that way about a game was uh, you know, Skyrim. Where it yeah. was just like you can't go more than fifteen feet in that game without being distracted with like ooh shiny or like ooh yeah. what's this, what's what's interesting over here, and you know and and playing that made me want to fall out like a new Fallout I don't know why but I'm sitting there and playing like yeah you know what I can totally just sort of fall out and you know it made I me look forward fall out to so bad don't tempt me <laughs> and you know so it, it made me look forward to a Mass Effect you know the next Mass yes, Effect is you know because yes. is like yeah this is essentially what the next Mass Effect is going to be like except would you know replace Horses with spaceships and orcs with tor- you know, with Turians, and then we're good. Like we're we're f- then, and I'm like, oh, you know, that's that's something to look forward to. And seeing that they took a, the Frostbite engine, which I heard was not fun to work with, and turned it into a functional like giant world that's super yeah. pretty, and and you could kill a dragon. And Freddy Prince is really good as Iron Bull. Yeah, he really like, is. I want more Iron, Iron fucking Bull. I love that line. To, to me, that's great. I'm like, good, good on you, Bioware. Like, you know, in in a year of like, I think we had a lot of disappointments as far as some games coming out. I think they they lived up to the hype and maybe even yeah. a, little, a little bit more. Yeah, and, I'm glad. Right. That. that was the game that came out and it wasn't disappointing at all. Yeah. You know, it and, lived and, up to that hype. And and for my number one, I'm gonna take a book out of Tony's page. It was like it's just a game I played a lot and kept me busy, and I kept coming back for more. I'm gonna go with Hearthstone, World of, World of Warcraft Heroes, Hearthstone on the iPad or the PC or your phone or <laughs> soon to be on the Xbox One. It, it it is it is crack cocaine in the form of a card 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 collectible card game. And why is this important? Because a, I don't play those type of games, but yet I'm I'm pulled into this. I am invested six thousand percent into it because it is 
it's that good kind of feedback loop. The games are only like 10, 15 minutes long. Like you, you get in there, and it, it, it is so fulfilling. Me and Ryan were super addicted to this game for a while. Yeah, and, and, it's, I, and, it's, and it's free as well, which is also and it's like the best free. part. Yeah. It's free. Like you can really you can do whatever you want. You can play. You can defeat people. You can feel like you've accomplished something without putting a penny into the game. And to yeah. me, that is how you do a free-to-play game. That is the right way you do a free-to-play to, uh, free game. And and that's why, like, great job, Blizzard. This was a game clearly cooked up in a lab. It was like, we we, we got it. Like, the, the, <laughs> How do we take cocaine and make it into a video game, yeah. <laughs> basically? Some very smart, dangerous men worked on this game, and I, I, I applaud it completely. And uh, good job. And... Uh, Excuse me, I'm getting all like emotional. But uh, <laughs> and uh, and and a couple of honorable mentions. I'm gonna do a a feature like the best games you didn't play and going like indie games. So I'm gonna kind of like, exclude them for now. But you know, games like Banner Saga or like Hitman Go, like those are really awesome games that oh, you yeah, should probably that you should definitely play. But uh, I do want to give South Park a shout out because I think South Park is another one. It's another game that made me laugh and also played really well. And I'm not a South Park fan. The same way I wasn't like a collectible card. I'm not really a big South Park fan, and yet I was there laughing at the jokes and being super engaged. And so I'm like, oh man, I should totally watch a season of South, another season of South Park. So I only kind of bailed after the first season. So I was like, yeah, I could, if if a game can make you interested in a genre or a franchise or like you know like Shadow of Mordor. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not a big Lord of the Rings fan, but you know what? Maybe kind of give a shit about Lord of the Rings and maybe learn a little bit about the lore and stuff like that. And maybe you know, it's a good entry point for a bigger more impenetrable kind of, like, universe. And, yeah, like, you know, I, think Lord of the Rings, I think Lord of the Rings is a giant universe that's really tough to approach unless you grew up with, uh, unless you grew up with Tolkien. And, like, some people didn't, but they, you know, they kind of, they watch a movie and be like, oh, this looks kind of interesting. But, man, yeah, as soon as those elves are speaking elvish, she's kind of like, okay, I'm tuning the fuck out. And, I, you know, Shadow Mortar did a great job with that. And, uh, and yeah, you know what, I'm going to leave these for my... For my feature, but hey, uh, can, I, my, can I give my um my shout out game? You know, because I forgot to you know sure, sure. mention game, game of Thrones season one uh, episode one. Uh, that was good, and I played Great. this right. Yeah, I played this right after um Dragon Age the first playthrough. Now with Dragon Age, you know how it is. When you make a decision, you generally know okay that was the bad choice. That's the good choice. With this game, I'm like I don't know if I made the right choice here. Like I, I'm yeah. I'm looking. I'm like okay, it's like okay, pick a choice. You have 20 seconds. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh, shit. Let me pick that one. Oh, I don't know if I did the right thing. <laughs> that, that standoff with Cersei was so tense. Her and yeah. Cersei, I'm like, this is brilliant. And, and, and the funny thing is, a lot of those outcomes are pretty much the same. But you yeah, don't they are. know that. And they always do this. They always give these this, this illusion of like choice, like this illusion of choice and consequence. When really, it's like, no, these same things are going to happen regardless. But you know, and it's what yeah. put us in Walking Dead originally. Yeah. And you know, what? we're okay with that as long as it's told really well, and we just can't quite see behind the curtain. And when you're playing that, you don't realize it. And it makes you think, like, oh, man, maybe I should replay this into this opposite decision and see if it changed. I'm like, if it's getting you to do that, then you, you, you've you done your job in writing and making a good story. Yeah, what I found interesting was that th this game is obviously based off the show, right? But to me, it felt mm -hmm. like the books. Like, when you're reading the books, you feel that tension that characters mm -hmm. feel when they're, you know, standing off with some of these other characters. I'm like, oh, God. I felt that same tension when I was reading the books. Fantastic. I can't wait for the next one. This is a game I wish I didn't get a review copy of because I just want to play all five of them <laughs> in, you know, in a row yeah. and not have to wait. <laughs> oh, man, fantastic. I had to give that a shout-out. Great, fantastic game, yeah. man. Uh, it's funny. I think we talked about most of my disappointments so far. Like uh, I mean, like I said, Infamous and Destiny were kind of there. They, they, I, I was disappointed in them, but I don't. I don't think in the in the kind of larger scheme of things, it, I, they're 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 perfectly fine games. They're good games. Good. Uh, 
So I skipped, you know, Watch Dogs was tempting to be, like, my number one, because I think <laughs> it was overhyped. We were told, this is the next gen. We're delaying it to make it extra perfect. And it turned <laughs> out we just got, like, a super average open world game, which yeah. is, you know, bleh. And, that, and that's, that's, what, that's what I felt when I thought I was like, bleh. I was like, all right, fine. I'm going to complete you just to say I have it there so I can make fun of you. But, uh, you know, or Assassin's Creed Unity, which I was really not expecting much out of. Yeah, that's right. Maybe more of the fact that, like, how is, it, how is this game that's a single-player game not working the right way? And then it turns out, you know, once you get everything working, it just turns out it's just another pretty medi- It's a mediocre Assassin's Creed game. It's, they're back to Assassin's Creed 3, practically. It's like, ugh. No. Like, that, that is a bummer. Uh, but to me... My biggest disappointment was, I'm going to say the, and it, this could have been on my best list, was the Halo Master Chief Collection. Oh, yeah. That did come out very well, did it? That, it, 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 the game's primary function should be, it should work. When yes. You put it home. And don't, and half of it is, isn't good enough for me. Like, you know, I want to like this game because the times where I do play Halo the Master Chief Collection online, I sit there and I'm just overjoyed and nostalgic. It was like, oh my god, I remember how fun, it's still fun. And then you can't play for a month or two. We're, we're approaching the new year and I tried playing this week and I was getting booted out of matches and could not get a party together. But it's an old game, why doesn't it work? That, that, that is the mystery. <laughs> I don't get it. That is the mystery of 2014. Nothing works, Tony. Nothing yeah, works. Oh, yeah, that is true. And, and, and to me, that is, that is a big disappointment because this was, this was a franchise that is beloved for a lot of people. Like, this was, you know, this was like the shooter. It's the, the sh- original Destiny. <laughs> this is why shooters, this is, Halo showed companies that you can make shooters on a console, that you can make shooters with a controller. People are like, no, you need a mouse and keyboard, what are you, nuts? And they're like, no, you can do a controller, let will show you. And they did it, and it was amazing, and they did matchmaking. I never had a problem going online with Halo 1, 2, 3. Well, Halo 1 didn't have online, but Halo 2, 3, yeah. and 4, and Reach, and ODST, like, I was able to play with people day one at midnight, and not have a problem. Might be a little laggy, but it's okay, I'm still playing with my friends. Halo Master Chief Collection did not work! It just doesn't work. I don't get it. It's it should work. I, I, and uh, and you know and you know I I applaud three for few kind of like jumping on the grenade for this and be like yeah we fucked up we're we're working on it totally better than what the drive club people are doing there just kind of oh like, man it's broken no oh no no we're gonna add weather in eventually did you miss our patch notes weather's coming I'm like no 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 if weather should not be included post-launch Drive Club. And if I gave a shit about car racing games, Drive Club will be on my most disappointed list, but I came in approaching like, oh, it's a pretty car game? Great. I never will play it again. It's kind of like Grand Tourism. Like, I'm sure it looks fine. I just have no interest in it. Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, you know, the 340 thing, ownership, like, all right, listen, if we give you ODST remastered, it will be okay in a month of Xbox. <laughs> we're, we're working really hard. And I'm like, you know what? That That's a step. But your first step is just make the fucking game work. And I mean, the Halo 5 beta is out, and that works fine. I played some beta this morning, and I was like, this, this game's great. Oh, Halo 5, this looks like it could be a fun game. Why doesn't the other one work? It's old, <laughs> it's the, man. It's on the same, it's on the same disc. What's, what's happening? So <laughs> clearly that was just like something, a disastrous thing that happened after launch, that was discovered after launch. I was like, wow. Like, Because I, I feel like... we can When you see Unity, you feel like this game was rushed. This oh, game yeah. clearly... They, someone said this game needs to come out November or whatever, and it was like, oh, okay, <laughs> we're just going to go out, or whatever you say. Maybe we can fix it. I think Halo, they didn't see this coming, and that's why, that's why we're seeing the response from Microsoft, because it's like, oh, wow, this is, this is, this is bad. Like, 
there are fires that need to be put out right now. This wasn't <laughs> like a, this wasn't them being shady or any, or at least it, at least it came off that way to me. Like I don't think they're being shady. I think they're just like, man, we 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 miss something, and that's yeah, that's what I, it comes off to me. I just hope between like Halo and Assassin's Creed and all the other games that had issues this year that it, it proves a mighty big point to next year that like you know. You a game has to come out when it's ready, not yeah. you know, like you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. Like you know, even don't even get beholden like, to shareholders or your right, publisher saying, yeah. "Listen, we paid, we paid for all this marketing and blah blah blah. This game needs to come out in November." And it's like, well, no, the fuck, it does not. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, because I mean, yeah, I mean, look, you look, look, look at the. Look, I mean, I yeah, there's there's the pressure of getting a game out on you know for a certain deadline or whatever, but there's also the you know which obviously you know you have to do, but like. You know, then there's the brand destroying, you know, uh, mistakes and things like 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 Assassin's Creed Unity just made Ubisoft a, laugh, a laughing stock this year. Yeah. Like between that, and then even earlier this year with um, you know, uh, with Battlefield Four continuing to have problems, like you know, early into the beginning of this year and all that. It's just like you know, I just I just hope I hope in next year that that won't be as much of an issue. Um, yeah. Not that it w- won't be because obviously yeah. it'll still be an issue, but you know, the, the biggest surprise of this year is that Ubisoft somehow became a bigger joke than EA. Like, no yeah. one is ever talking... EA was the butt of every joke out there, because they're EA. Like, they're so big, like, they, who cares who's making fun of them? And we've always... And we always were we always were on, like, Ubisoft's side. I mean, I, I make fun of them all the time, just because, why not? It's fun to make fun of Ubisoft, I think. Yeah, Ubisoft. But, Ubisoft. It's because they're friends, right? So. How much money will you give me to make 900p <laughs> on both systems? And it's like, look, guys, there wasn't a conspiracy to make a 900p on both systems. It just turns out the game doesn't work if it goes any higher than 900p, so they have to keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that that was the big secret. Like we fucked up. Like then then and there's no excuse for the 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 shady review embargo practices. Like, oh my god, that was horrible. Ubisoft took the cake. Like wow. Like the, I didn't. I could not imagine them fucking up so consistently in like such a short span of time. But uh, you know, yeah. Hopefully next year yeah. that'll work out a little bit. Which uh, which lead over to the uh, my 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 next bit. Just talk about any anything happened this year, guys. That was like a big story for you. That or or uh, let's try to keep it positive if we can. But yeah. um, okay, good. So I'm gonna avoid something specifically then because yeah, I don't want this yeah. to go for I, another I, hour. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't need any Gamergate discussion or anything weird like that because I feel like a lot of it's just irrelevant and and it's and, over. It's over. And, and and it's over, and that kind of shows you the strength of that argument when people are like, yeah, no one cares about this. Like, uh, so there you go. That's that's my. The, we didn't really address it on the site, but that's my that's my thirty seconds on hashtag gamergate. It's about ethics and journalism, guys. But uh, Tony, how about you? What, what what came up this year? What 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 surprised you? What said, holy crap, that happened this year? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> the one thing I can think about is like. How E3 was basically, hey, you see all this cool stuff? You have to wait till next year. I found that very odd. Like, everything got delayed. It was like the, the, the year of delays. Batman was supposed to come out. Witcher was supposed to come out. Nothing came out. Everything's coming out next year. And it kind of made this year a little bit mediocre. I mean, like you said, yeah. Dragon Age is kind of what saved the year. Because hmm. everything else, I mean, what did Sony I mean, have? It, it, it there has, was a reason yeah. this year was a year of remasters and remakes is because there was nothing else out there. And it's, you know, and this is pressure from publishers saying, like, well, we can't just go a year and a half while you make this game. We have to release something. Well, what do we do? We, we, yeah. We've got Tomb Raider. We've got Sleeping Dogs. Uh, what do we do? Like, yeah, just release those. It's fine. Um, you know, you know, Last of Us. You know, Last of Us is a good example. It was a good remaster. But you know what? Like, I already played Last of Us. Yeah, it looks great and stuff. But yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't need to go play this game again. Like, yeah, give, I guess give me also, something new. 
they both go hand in hand. It's the year of delays and the year of remasters. They go yeah. hand in hand, actually. Because you, you need to fill in time. Because I mean, like you know, and and I'm I'm being accused of being so anti-Sony. I'm like, guys, get a grip. But uh, you know, like if it wasn't for Sony scooping up exclusive indie contracts, where you know, picking up games that came out on PC, you know, years ago, and making them available on the P, you know, making them crossplay and stuff like that, the, the PS4 would have nothing. Yeah, it's so not, even, you know, yeah. not even the not even the PS4, the Vita especially. Like, yeah, the Vita yeah. would not exist without any of that. So yeah, yeah and so I mean, and, and these are screw moves. I mean, what you do is you you want you want to get content on your on on your system, and that's and that's that's an easy way out. Is instead of making remakes, it's like, well, what's popular on PC that we can kind of like yeah. shift our way? And that to me that makes a lot of sense. Is that worth buying a system? No. I mean, I, I give the you know if we're talking about the console war, I give the slight edge to the Xbox One as far as games out because hey, you know what? They banged out way more Xbox One exclusives that I actually want to play. Like, I, I not not just because of Smash Brothers. I would give the edge to the Wii U, just because this year, this year, I mean, if you, uh, just do people still consider, because like, I feel like just the big fight is, like, I feel like the Wii U will exist in its own, like, you know. A little bit, but I mean, I, I think just in terms of, like, just an agree, exclusive, like, exclusive, you know, the, the exclusive battleground, like, the Wii U had oh, such yeah, a great yeah, year between Mario Kart, Smash Brothers, Bayonetta, you know, all these great games that came out this year for it. Nintendo in general, though, man, even early in their, like, Bravely Default for the 3DS, like, yeah, yeah, they definitely won the exclusive battle, that goes without question. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, like Nintendo, the, Nintendo yeah. skipped that. You know, they didn't skip it. They went through their year and a half, two years of not having anything, and now it's finally all the games that we were promised are coming. Yeah. Or, or, it, it paid. Or it paid off. It paid off this year, where you know they came in with the big guns when Microsoft and Sony had none. You know, basically, yeah. like for the holiday yeah. season. You know, like here and there there were, but like not not to the extent Nintendo had. So. Yeah, I mean, in years past, Sony always had the most exclusives, and this year, what did they have? Infamous and Drive Club. That's it. That it. I, mean, yeah. I mean, you can, you can, yeah, and people do it all the time in our comments. It goes, look at List Wars. PS4 technically has more games. I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to play these games. You're, you're showing me like really, yeah, great indie games, and me not knocking indie games, but it's like, yeah, most of these games I've already played on PC, and they're not, and I'm they're done not with. system, they're not reasons yeah, they're, to buy the yeah, system. They're not system they're not exactly. You tell yeah. me I'm going to spend four hundred dollars on a system, and I have no interest in Drive Club or Infamous. What else do you have that isn't like a third that I can't get on the other system? Right? Yeah. It's like, all right, then you know, what? I might as well just wait. And and that's been my approach. I'm like, yeah, just wait. And I'm like, listen, and you can you can defend your system to the death. I don't care if that's the hill you want to die on. That's on how that's how you want to spend your time. That's fine. But the reality is, is I you know, and Microsoft barely you know, if we're matching head to head, Microsoft barely won because they you know backloaded a lot of their stuff to come out yeah. later in the year, which makes a lot of sense because you want a time that are on the holiday season. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I give the edge to to Xbox because you know there was more stuff on the Xbox to play than on the PS4. Like I, I find that that happens to me right now. Like I end up playing going because there's more shit to play on it, or at least more shit I want to play on it. Like you know, I played Loadout. That's on PS4. That's fun, but don't tell me that's gonna be that's gonna that's a system seller. It's not a system yeah. seller. It's a no. It's a good game, and you know, I think the PS4 has a lot of good games, just not nothing. No major system sellers. You know, I'm looking forward to next year. Bloodborne that looks awesome. Uh, deep down, that looks fucking. That that looks sick. Like I can't yeah. wait for that. Or you know, the order. I'm curious about the order. That looks that looks that looks insane, and that looks gorgeous. So I can't wait to play those games. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. There, like, yeah, it's just a bit. It, yeah, it's like okay, everything's coming out next year, and we got a lot of remakes. I'm enjoying some of the remakes, obviously, but yeah, come on, you know, the the real sit like this current gen hasn't really started yet, as far as I'm concerned. It's still and, next year and they don't start. start. And, and and you know, they and it takes a couple of years. Yeah. And to people, you know, and then I always tell people, people declare. I'm like, you can't declare a console war over after eight months. Like you're you're insane. And also, it's not a war. It's it, yeah. It's, and, and you know, and it's, it's like one's got 17 million, one's got 10 million. The fact 
that's still a lot on both ends. So that means that to me that shows a healthy yeah, it's healthy life exactly. cycle, which is fine because the idea is you want to get as many of these units out there so you can sell software. Like, yeah, that's great. Like, hey, remember, I, the last thing you want is to have a we problem where it's like, hey, we've got a hundred million use out there. And I'm like, there's nothing no to games. play on this Wii. Yeah, no games. It, it's it's the waiting for Zelda or Mario Kart system, and and that's it. Yeah. Or Smash Brothers, if you're Ryan. But, uh, <laughs> but it's but it's like yeah, and that's it. I'm not gonna don't sh- throw this old crappy shovelware at me. But uh, but yeah, you know I you know I guess I'll tell you my surprises. Yeah. And, and we're, since we were talking into it, the Wii U, holy crap! Like, it, it, thankfully, the lack of games on both system made me appreciate my Wii U. Even <laughs> where I'm just yeah. like I'm having all these genuine one of a kind experiences on my Wii U. That's amazing. Like I started playing Bayonetta. The only reason I didn't put that on my top five because I just literally started, but I'm just blown away. Yeah, Bayonetta is great. Is. Bayonetta two is it, it is insane, and I love every fucking second of it. And it might be the best. It, 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 that might have been the best hour of video games I've had for a very <laughs> long time. And I'm just like, oh my god, who knew? I mean, I love the first Bayonetta, but I was not expecting this. And yeah. to me, that was a smart move by Nintendo because this game was never. Was never going to exist. Nintendo took a chance, and yeah. no one else wanted it. And Nintendo's like, "Yes, yeah, yeah. I guess we'll put this crap on our system." The hardcore gamers would probably like it. And look, the game's great. And look at that. You know, Smash Brothers. I'm sure is fine. If I learn, if I have my head around <laughs> Smash Brothers, I might really enjoy it. But like, I'm playing Super Mario World. That's amazing. Donkey Kong is a lot of fun. And I'm just like, damn. I'm I'm really I'm playing Zombie U of all like the dumbest games I could play. I'm having a lot of fun with Zombie, which is an Ubisoft joint. So see, I'm not completely anti Ubisoft. Ubisoft yeah, does yeah. a good game sometimes. Yeah. Or even Shikuru, um, which I'm reviewing, which I reviewed, it's not great. So or even or even uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, which I know people are swearing. That game's fun, man. That game's fun. Yeah, game is fun. To me, that's and to me that's great. And yeah, I'm like, and, and you mentioned earlier, good job on the on the Wii U, kind of like bringing out the big guns, while the other guys are just kind of like, oh, well, we're three forty nine ninety now. Well, we're three, no, no, no. We've got ten. Yeah. We got ten eighty p's. Well, they got nine hundred. Yeah, but we got exclusive. Blah blah blah. And, yeah, oh, you know yeah, what? Nintendo what Nintendo brought what actually mattered, which is good games. Yeah. And was, yeah. You know, that's yeah. Good games. You can't find anywhere else. Right. Yep. Because we could sit there and when you talk about Dragon Age, you know what, I played Dragon Age on the Xbox One, you played it on the PS4. Me and you yeah. had a fantastic time and not one of us said like, I don't know, I wish it had an extra yeah, I, I wish it was 1080p instead of 900p or like, yeah. oh, your frame rate's a little weird. Like, no, yeah. like the game the game is great, the game looks gorgeous. And then, you know, like I tell Tony all the time, if, if someone tells you that they can see the difference between 900 and 1080p, then they are lying to your yeah, face. Yeah, they're lying. They're full of shit. I'm sorry. They, 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 are, they, they have, like, ocular implants of some yeah. sort. No, they're lying to you. They, they're, they are full of shit because, you know what, watching those games on a 40-inch screen from a good distance away, you can't tell the difference. Exactly. Like, if you're playing your game like that, then you have an issue. So <laughs> take a deep breath and you'll be fine. And, uh, yeah, wow, you, I think we talked about everything I wanted to talk Yay, about. you talked did about it. Lot, yeah. Holy crap! We, do we want to get into news? Do we care? I'm good. I'm good with just this. So yeah. Okay. So I mean, there were some quick things that happened. Uh, Microsoft and Sony were hacked over the weekend. So yeah. Like, Christmas oh, Day. Man. Some people just want to see the world burn. Thank uh, you. That's what I've been telling people. They just want to see the world burn. Like they're yeah, like, oh, no, they're doing this to prove a point. Like they don't have a point. Hackers have nothing to prove. All right. It's just we can do it, so we will. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, people should be with their families. I'm like, fuck you. Don't don't give me this horseshit. You did it because you're like, oh, we can do this. All right, let's yeah. fucking try it. Exactly. 
and and that and I will not feel any sympathy for you when you are arrested and tried and just and put in a federal prison because it is a federal crime to try to yes, take a major corporation. And you know, what? and I won't feel bad for you, and your hacker friends won't defend you, and you know, whatever, fine. I won't play on Christmas. You know what? Then I won't play on Christmas. I'm an adult. I have other things to do. I can read. I can I can watch a movie. I can go watch the interview, which was a result of hacks. By the way, <laughs> I didn't stop playing during Christmas because I have these things called single player games. I I can play. Hey. I had a Wii U, so I was not interrupted at all. Like yep. I was just there. <laughs> you go. Nintendo is 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 not susceptible to hacks because yeah. I don't even think they know how their online works. <laughs> They're begging hackers. I'm like, can you figure this out and then yeah. tell us? Because that'd be great. Right. Oh man. But uh, but yeah, that, but but that happened, and uh, that, I think that was the major news. Uh, PS4 is still having some issues, so mm-hmm. intermittent problems. So if you're having problems on there, you go to if you go to our site doorstalkers.com, they've giving us like different things you can do because there might be some settings you can tweak on your end that will help you. Through there, and then uh, you know what? Just we'll do this other bit. Uh, the Xbox One. This is the last week to get a discounted Xbox One, guys. Oh yes. So the three forty nine price that you're seeing for a lot of the bundles out there, uh, particularly the the big one is the Assassin's Creed Unity bundle for three forty nine ninety nine, and if you want the Connect, it's four forty five nine. So fifty dollars off. You know that's a, a pretty good deal, and that'll be over uh, by Saturday, uh, January third, and it's go back to its normal price. Yeah. Um, people were discussing. People were discussing, uh, especially in our forums, uh, whether this is going to be a permanent, you know, whether they'll go back down again. I said if they do, they'll probably do it around E3, maybe. And maybe yeah, uh, if, if they work out some sort of redesign of a system, you know, they, they you know, do what everyone else does. It, at some point, you redesign the system after God knows how long, and you drop the price, or you just drop the price at E3 as kind of like your mic yeah. drop announcement after you announce, like, a new Gears of War or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, after your big, huge reveal, and you're like, guess what? And you'd be playing this on your system this holiday season when it's three forty nine ninety nine. Oh, my God! Oh, <laughs> Moses is mine! But considering the Internet, it'd be like, oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing it because they're dead. And, and I had a big conversation on the forums. Like, this shows that they're really desperate. I'm like, <laughs> you're, I'm like, they're 10 million Xboxes. They're not desperate. I'm like, they took advantage of a holiday. They 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 did a promotion during a holiday season because that's the busiest time of year. Because where people that's to buy what, because because that's what you do. You know, because that's that's yeah. kind of what you're supposed to do when you're a business. And then it's like, and you know, they're they're the the gap is thinning. But then again, who cares? Because it's like if. If you told me if there were only a million Xboxes out there against like Sony's 17 million, then yeah, this would be a desperate move. And if it was desperate, they would have made it like a hundred dollars. They would have said like, yeah. "We need to get the shit out of here." Desperate, but but it's not. The, the desperate is being over dramatic, and I'm just like everyone needs to, to take a deep breath and stop rooting for the other guy to fail because you don't have any actual personal stake in this. Like the Microsoft is not threatening your family or <laughs> the world. You know the, the you know. The world will still be overpopulated, whether Microsoft exists or not. Or, like, I don't know. This whole idea of rooting for one side to fail for no reason. Like, it, to me, I get a f- sports franchise because I'm from here, blah, blah, blah. I'm from New York. Screw Boston. Like, yeah. that's I can, I can get that in some weird, crazy person way, but I don't understand why, like, you, you don't have any stake in these companies. Like, if I, if I had Sony stock, I'd be like, fuck Microsoft. over crush them. And then the other way around. But, no, like, you're, 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 you're having an argument about things that play video games, and whether your black box is better than this other black box, and it's a dumb reason to play games. Like, it's, it, it is a dumb reason. That's, if that's your motivation that gets you up in the morning is to go to the computer and call some guy an asshole because he preferred to play Dragon Age on an Xbox or a PC or a PS4. Yeah. Like, 
but come on, we we should be better than this as a human species, but we're not quite there yet. I mean, every once in a while we do get a surprise, because remember the, last week we talked about the, the Final Fantasy fourteen people that did a vigil for the guy who died, so I was like, there is some light in this darkness. We There, there are glimpses of hope with, 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 with gamers and stuff like that, but... By the way, that was the greatest quote I heard this year. No matter if the Xbox or the PS4 wins, the Earth will still be overpopulated. That's brilliant. Thank yeah. you for that, George. Listen, I, 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 and I think it was. I think it was probably. I might be. I might be quoting the uh, like Russ Frustick from uh, who used to be a Polygon said like, "Hey guys, if if games have really got you really upset, just be aware that in like ten thousand years, the sun is supernova and we're all gonna be just we're just gonna disappear. <laughs> That's why we're gonna cease to exist. None of this shit matters. You're gonna die in five billion years." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the idea is, you know, like yeah. what you like and have fun with what you have and, and try not to be too much of an asshole. Like, you have every yeah. right to be an asshole, but I'm just saying... You just don't have to be one. At least unless they have it coming. And liking something you don't like is not a reason to be an asshole. There, right. there are better reasons to be an asshole. Jimenez um, life lessons. On yeah, the I'm going to do I'm, I'm going to come up with a coalition and just yeah. teach every one of you massive life lessons because you're all losing your mind. And talk, <laughs> whoever, and talk to whoever your guy who would like the crew because the crew is terrible. Yeah. Uh, Ooh. Shots fired. <laughs> oh, don't shots worry. Fire. Have, Hashtag shots problems. fired. I have my own problems with that guy. <laughs> Shout out to Brian. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan, uh, you know, Tony, what you been playing? I was going to go Ryan, but you know, Tony, you're the guest. You go first. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I said, Dragon Age just finished that second time around. And GTA. Now I could go just dive into GTA, because all my friends are like, Tony, GTA, now I'm like, Dragon Age. <laughs> but, but you know, like, bring it up. I like the, the first-person mode, because it makes it feel like a different game now, you know? Yeah, it does. And they, you could tell they really put a lot of effort into it, you know? like well, Every texture was redone, so it's like you can yeah. read things off uh, of signs, off shirts, like, that wasn't like that before. And I'm like, yeah, there's, there's some effort put in this game. Yeah. Like, and, th- and if you're going to do a remake, give me that kind of remake. Yeah, that's great, man. That is what people wanted Final Fantasy VII to be. Like, give me, put that <laughs> work in there. Like, By the way, special shout-out to the biggest troll of the year, man. That was fantastic. These dudes were waiting for that to be Final Fantasy VII. No, but yeah, it is Final Fantasy VII, but no. not what you wanted. I'm going to tell everyone who tells me, like, oh, shouldn't there be a Final Fantasy VII remake? I'm like, first of all, you yeah, trust me, in your heart, you don't want it. Like, yeah. And also, if, 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 if Squaresoft ever decided to embark on this crazy journey and this, this epic, monumental task of remaking Final Fantasy VII the way you want to make it, it will bankrupt the company. Yeah, exactly. It, it, just, it, it, will, it will destroy squares off to the core where the people actually making the game will hate you. <laughs> and and there's a reason this game hasn't been remade because I'm sure this happens all the time. I'm sure a new square, you know, a new square soft exec comes in and is like, you know what we should do? We should make Final Fantasy VII again. And they 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 literally set that guy on fire. <laughs> because the game you want is impossible to make. And just take what you can get. If, yeah, thank if you. If you don't want to, if, you, if yeah. you don't want to play the the PC port, I just <laughs> the way they talked it up was like, hey man, Final Fantasy VII changed a lot of heart, you know, changed the minds of a lot of people. I was I was on vacation, so I'm reading Twitter. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, people are getting really excited about Final Fantasy. VII. I'm like, are they announcing her? And it made it seem like, and you know, and I'm like, no, they did not just announce her. Like that was like, to <laughs> me that shows me like, oh my god, is. Is Square stuff like out of money? Is Square Enix just completely out of money that they need to make this crazy like they need to take on this 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 problem? It's a problem. And at some point, and then and then just seeing Twitter just lose its mind when they find out what the big reveal was, and it's like it's the PC port, so you'll have trophies and stuff, and it's like twenty dollars, and. I, 
I, I it, it was watching people's brain, it was watching people have an aneurysm through Twitter. Oh yeah, which <laughs> I, I, I thought that. was which I thought was fan fucking tastic. I, I gotta give, yeah. fifteen minutes. I gotta give a shout out amazing. to my my boy Charles Singletary. He wrote an editorial about that how pissed off he was at Square Enix. <laughs> and the thing is, the, when I'm watching this, I saw the whole thing like live, and I'm like, this not gonna be what you people want because if it was what we wanted. It would have been leaked, just like yeah, Street Fighter Five was leaked. You know, yeah, something like, of that magnitude would have been. The new Assassin's Creed was leaked. Even after all this crazy shit going on, you think Ubisoft would be like, "Let's get a lockdown on all these documents." No, the new Assassin's Creed was leaked, and that's like six hundred people working on that game. Like, yeah. you know what? Like, you're gonna tell me what? It's gonna be twenty guys working on this game in secret? Yeah, no. no, this is gonna be this is this is this is an Ubisoft level approach where it's like, no, we need millions of people working. We need thousands of teams working on this game across the country. Here's some assets. Like, we would have found out a while ago. It's just it, it is a. Giuseppe would have broke the news. Yeah, exactly. Giuseppe <laughs> would have found out. Yeah. He would have got an anonymous email, or he would have right. hacked guys. I don't know. Like, he would matrix his way into finding that out. But it's just not. It's not a reality. I'm like, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm. Final Fantasy VII is a was was a good game when I played it. God knows how many years ago. I replayed it a few years back, and I was like, this is a dumb fucking game. This game makes no fucking well, sense. I wouldn't say I wouldn't go that far because I actually just played the game for the first time, like fully. Like three years ago, I'm like, okay, I get it. This is fucking brilliant. I, I thought dumb. it was great. But you know what? I don't need it to have Final Fantasy 13 graphics. I don't. I, I like what I played. That's it. I'm happy with it. I mean, there's some really weird like plot holes and just sort. There's there's a good 20 hours of that game where you just kind of don't know what you're doing. Oh yeah, I know. But it, the, Which, the mechanics are just fun. It's old school. Well, the mechanics are fine. I mean, like, I, I don't have any issues with like the turn-based combat and stuff like that. I'm like, you know, I'm good with this. I like building up my characters. I love the material system. But there literally is a good 20 hours where you're going to like a like a resort for no reason, where yes. kind of loses his memory, but then does. It's charming. It's, <laughs> it, it's stupid. It, 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 I'm not it, talking about nostalgia. I just thought it was cute. No, it's not cute. It's a, it's a, it's a poorly written game, and, and 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 that's okay, you know, because I when I played, I enjoyed. It. I was like, this is this is. I put hundreds of hours into that game. I'm just like, wow, like that blew my mind. Digging out like the secrets in and trying to like you know make a gold chocobo so you can get into the thing, so you can get knights of the round. Yeah, so I did take that. On the ruby and then with the knife. Like, that, that's awesome, and like that 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 gave me a level of compulsion I didn't know I could do in video games, which was perfect for that. But uh, why the fuck are we talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake? Uh, we start talking about GTA V and then we segue oh, into <laughs> oh, oh, okay, because that's what you've been playing. Okay, wow. Yeah, that's so, it. I'm done. Thank, okay. George, this is all you, man. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Ryan, what are you playing? Let's save us, Ryan. Uh, so on the site end of things, I finished playing uh, Far Cry, <laughs> Far Cry Four, and <laughs> we just completely nose nosedive off this uh, this podcast. So, but uh, anyway, I. I've been playing uh, Far Cry 4 and um, NES Ultimate Remix, or Ultimate NES Remix on 3DS, so uh, I'll have reviews of those probably going up within the next week, or within this week, Um, and then uh, Alien Isolation, as I talked about before, so yeah, that's it. Fun. Uh, currently, what I'm playing, I'm playing Loadout on the PS4 for review. That review should be up sometime shortly. Um, I wrapped up the crew. Finally, I I was telling Ryan, I did a nice long review for it, and then our content management system ate it. Oh. And I decided the one time I do a review without a backup, I'm like, I usually put it in Word and I copy paste. I'm like, ah, just do it here. And then what's the rush? I get it done in one go. It ate it, and it went, you know, it went from 12, 1300 words to 200. I'm like, that's weird. And I lost oh. it forever, so I had to rewrite it. So my review came out even more angry at the game. Yes. <laughs> I really didn't like the game. And, and in the problem with the game, like, and I use this term, like, aggressively mediocre. Yeah. Which is the worst kind of game to review. Because, like, I, give me a bad game any day, because I, I can write for days about a bad game. Uh, a good game, I, a great game, I can write, oh, that's even better. If it can give me a good game, that's, that's beautiful. But a kind of game that's just so 
in the middle, that is the worst because yeah. it's like, yeah, some of the parts work. Just it's it's a lot of yeah, a lot of this works in theory. It's just not well. And I think I feel like the crew is is all of that. And and the problem with the crew is that. There's a lot of cool ideas in there, but when the driving is no good, I just kind of don't care what else you have to offer me when the when your main a driving game you need to be driving in a car and that needs to feel like that needs to feel good. And it's this whole idea of like I I appreciate the approach of crafting like a car RPG, but in order for me to have a car that feels drivable, you have to invest so many hours of your time using kind of these boring kind of grindy missions. Yeah. That is not that I feel like the crew should have been a free to play game. And you know, and I, and I get to that a little bit more in my review, but it, it feels like it should have been free to play with a lot of the approaches they take. The fact that you can buy crew credits to buy like upgrades for your car and stuff like that, like it looked like maybe at some point someone thought like this should be a free to play game. Like, no, what do you hide? Not make this a full price game, and then we'll add a, we'll call them shortcuts. It's called the only soft way. We'll we'll call them shortcuts. You can do that in Assassin's Creed too. You can buy little boosters for your guy in Unity, where it's like, hey, you do like three times more damage when you turn on this booster for forty-five seconds. It only costs you ten assassin bucks that you can pay for four ninety-nine, or you can buy, you can spend a hundred, and we'll give you all the assassin coins. Or I'm like, that is that is fucking gross. If your game was free, fine, you can peddle that bullshit to me. But when I pay sixty dollars for a game, do not, yeah, dude, dude, don't have the audacity to be like, hey, would you like any shortcuts on this? Like, no, your game should be good enough where I can play it on its own. That I I shouldn't need help from you. I should give you more money to make this game. Yeah, better. it's ridiculous, ridiculous. But uh, but but instead of that, I'm playing. A, I'm I start playing a lot of the Halo Five uh, beta, which it's fun. I. I you know I did a video earlier of the pre I was in the preview for it so I got to play beta a few weeks in advance and I I really dug it I did a couple of videos for it and then it is it is a good progression for Halo and a Halo game that works okay I'm 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 on board for a Halo game that works this, this fantastic together this year because I God damn it I need a Halo game that works someday we'll get to we'll get there in Someday. the future it's 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 it's, it's fun to dream Ryan. And uh, and you know what that is that is it we we did a long one but I wanted a good one so I brought I brought my my a good guest Tony Polanco Yay. end of the year man gotta give the people something awesome exactly and me people Tony I, I did the Tony symbol and I and I was surprised <laughs> after the horrid start we had to this podcast with Tony admitting that he murders animals or something I don't in video games the video games <laughs> don't it, take it, it out of context it already feels man. like a distant memory but I, I I just remember it was like climbing out of a flaming car wreck only to go back into another car. It's like, no, you should not drive. But no, we did it, Tony. We managed. We talked about games all year, the good ones, the bad ones, and, 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 and controversies stuff. and all that stuff. And all because of you, Tony. You brought the energy that needed at this late hour. It's 1 a.m. right I'm now. I'm always wired, man. You know me. Yeah, I, I know when you're, when you're good to talk, but I feel like me and Tony should have our own like separate podcast about yes. anything entirely. Just like, we should just call it off topic and just it'll, it'll be it. And but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Hey George, remember when we were at PAX? I wake up and I'm like, all right, guys, this is always going. You're like, dude, you have too much energy. Yeah, I'm like, it, it's calm it down. <laughs> it's 9 a.m. I'm cramped in here like a sardine. Tony, shut the fuck up! I'm gonna murder you. Like, he was, uh, George, George was also George was also sleeping with me, so he was extra yeah. cranky. So yeah, oh, Ryan, I, Ryan is the best person to sleep with. I slept with you too, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. <I'm, laughs> no, only when he lets you be big spoon. Yeah, uh, but uh, and again, well, Ryan, Ryan, thank you for another fantastic year uh, at my side. Being of course, <laughs> being the being the good straight man to my nonsense. Yeah, thank you so much, Ryan. <laughs> I, I hope for another fantastic year of podcasting and shouting and telling you not to talk about Smash Brothers. Oh my God! <laughs> I don't know, maybe maybe my New Year's resolution will be to 
let Ryan talk about Smash Brothers. Yes. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Tony? Any New Year's resolutions for next year? Nah, I don't do that stuff. No dumb gamer resolutions? I don't do that stuff. The only resolution I just do in general is like, hey, make this year, you know, next year better than it was last year. Yeah. Simple uh, as that. I mean, I'm keeping mine very simple. Let's try to keep a smaller backlog of things. Like, if I have a chance to play something new, I'm going to go try it out. If I, if I immediately don't like it, I'm going to dismiss it. That way I can get to the good stuff better. Because I feel like I just put everything in the back burner. But I need to I, I need to find a better weaning process for my backlog. Yeah, dude, I'm the same is getting big, man. It's always getting big. And these Steam Sittles don't help. Like, no, thank you. I was talking to one friend. He, his backlog is two games. I'm like, I'm so envious of you right now. He was like, how many do you have? I'm like, I don't know, probably 60. I know for you PC guys, it's even worse. You know? Yep. With Steam, it's like... <laughs> Like I, I, I'm guessing you guys must reset the point where you're just staring at your screen and indecision hits. Just like, what do I play? And you don't play anything because you're just staring at billions and millions of games. Yeah, I mean that that's kind of like why I like reviewing things. It's at least I have something to play. Yeah. Even if I don't want to play it. It's like at least I have to play this. At least gets yeah. it out of your way. But uh, no, because I think what ends up happening is just going back to like your old faithful. So some people, yeah. so some people, it's like a shooter or a game like Diablo or Borderlands or like Destiny. Maybe like if you're, I feel like that's a lot of people's case too. Like they don't know what to play. It's like, oh, I guess I can play Destiny. I know, yeah, I know that's all. But uh, but again, thank you guys so much for watching uh, Shotcast episode 199. I think we're gonna take a uh, we're gonna take a break up until 200 because uh, like I said, I want to make that one special for you guys. And I'm gonna I'm I'm working on getting some guests. Yeah, I'm thinking of a couple in my head right now that I'm like that would be fantastic to have on for episode 200. Nice. And, uh, and 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 I think I'm gonna work with Ryan to give you a cute little video vignette. Ooh, of fancy. Maybe, maybe maybe a highlight of. Video highlight of the Shotcast in 2000 of uh, 2014, which should be kind of neat. But uh, we'll me, me and Ryan will talk to that a little uh, you know, after the show, after we record a little bit. We'll, cool. we'll, we'll get together, play some Smash, and figure out like. <laughs> again, thank you so much, guys out there. Uh, I was Georgie Menez. No commercial this week for a T-shirt, but just go to our T Public site and buy shirts because that 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 keeps us happy. That feeds the beast. All right. And uh, thank you so much. Have a fantastic, safe New Year. Hope you got everything you wanted for Christmas. And we look forward to uh, to entertaining you. Well, I'm going to keep saying things, and if you're entertained by the words I say, then God bless you. But we're going to keep trying to do this next year. And like I said, uh, we are looking forward to episode 200. And uh, again, joined by Tony Polanco from the Coalition. You should check out his stuff. He 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 has opinions. Some of them some of them are okay. Others are just batshit crazy. <laughs> But I will never bore you, people. I'll no, promise you no. that. He will, he will never bore you. He will frighten you most times, but he will never bore you. Thank you so much, Tony, for coming. Yeah, thank you for having me on, dude. Always, man. It's fucking awesome. Thank and you. And again, Ryan, thank you so much. You, you, mm-hmm. guys, you guys are awesome. You, you, you guys are the wind beneath my wings. Thank you so much, and Happy New Year. Take care, guys. Love you. Peace. Go to Shockers. You should probably check out that site. We've got stuff there. I know. <laughs> yeah. Stuff. We break stories. Diddy B.